the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, March the 24th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1989, the supertanker Exxon Valdez ran aground on a reef in Alaska's Prince William Sound, began leaking an estimated 11 million gallons of crude oil. You may also remember that the far-left radical extremist environmentalist Al Gore comes to mind and others. They immediately began telling the world and anyone who would listen that um, Prince William Sound was lost forever. And that's what would happen if we didn't shut down the oil industry and go to natural you know, windmills and so on for our power. They said it would never recover. Scientists with frowning faces and documents in their hand stood before television cameras. I watched very carefully. And they said, we, this will never return to its natural state. In a very short time, it returned to its natural state. Certainly, there were efforts to clean up Prince William Sound. But the natural processes created by God into our nature, there is a rehabilitating aspect to nature. Nature has the ability to recover. And these people won't give it credit because they don't want that to be the truth. They want the truth to be that we, as people, are in full control, and what we say and what we do is ultimately the last word. That's what that was really all about. But that happened today. It began today in 1989. Today in 1765, Britain enacted the Quartering Act, requiring American colonists to provide temporary housing to British soldiers. I won't even go into how much the colonists did not like that. <clears throat> you can imagine. Today in 1832, a mob in Hiram, Ohio, attacked, tarred, and feathered Mormon leaders Joseph Smith Jr. and Sidney Rigdon. Today in 1934, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a bill granting future independence to the Philippines. Today, in 1976, the president of Argentina, Isabel Perón, was deposed by her country's military. Today, in 1995, after 20 years, British soldiers stopped routine patrols in Belfast, Northern Ireland. One year ago today, the Senate confirmed former Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levine. Rachel is a man who thinks she's a woman to be the nation's Assistant Secretary of Health. Levine was the first openly transgender federal official to win Senate confirmation. Our health is in the hands of an agency, if we allow it to be, an agency of our government, of which the Assistant Secretary of Health is confused about he, her, gender. 
Oh, boy. Christine Gregoire, former governor of Washington State. She's 75 years old today. Happy birthday. Russia, according to Reuters news service, Russia is warning the United States. <laughs> Russia warns the United States, we have the might to put you in your place. <laughs> they warned the United States on Thursday that Moscow had the might to put the world's preeminent superpower in its place, accused the West of stoking a wild Russia-phobic plot to tear Russia apart. It's been interesting to watch. I'm sure you've seen it as well. To watch how Russia has turned or is trying to turn this whole invasion of Ukraine into something to where they are the oppressed and Ukraine is the oppressor. When it's quite different than that. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I understand there's a lot of corruption. Believe me, I do understand a lot of corruption in that part of the world and uh, both in Russia and Ukraine. I get that. But from all I've seen and read and understand, and I've spent a lot of time looking into this, it was Russia who attacked Ukraine, not the other way around. And it is the, the Ukrainian women and children who are being now being slaughtered in this war. So let's be careful before we jump to conclusions on this. And I understand what others are, some are saying and some conservatives. But just be informed with your eyes wide open on this matter. Russia is not the oppressed in this war in Ukraine. Senate confirmation hearings wrap up today for President Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Judge Kintashi Brown Jackson. They started at 9 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time. I'm coming to you live this morning at 9 a.m. Some of you are listening to this program a little bit delayed. So I don't know what's happened in the last hour, but they have had people in there, various people chosen by the Democrats and by the Republicans on the hearing committee to uh, give their speech, and they're in the process of that. I suppose they have broken for lunch at this point, or maybe they've wrapped it up. I'm not sure, but it's expected that she will be confirmed because the Democrats have a, a majority. But the confirmation hearings have shown that there are some who say she's a nice person. She probably is a nice person to those whom she likes and agrees with, but what I've seen is a very evasive, far-left woman whose views are so radical that she's refused to tell the committee what she really believes. In fact, I mentioned yesterday in passing on this program that she's been unable or unwilling to even tell the committee what a woman is. They ask her because it's important, because these kinds of issues are before us today. Rachel Levine is a man, and yet Rachel Levine is the Assistant Secretary of Health for the United States of America. Does, do these, are these people, if they're not clear about their own human sexuality, can they be clear about the massive amounts of issues that we face in our country today and each country faces? 
I mean, we must ask ourselves that question. We have to wonder about that. We live in very unstable times. In fact, the only stabilizing factor certainly is not our political leaders, especially this political leader now. I mean, there is no stability found on any human dimension in the current leadership. That's why in times like these in particular, but in all times, but particularly in times like these, we need to keep our eyes and our hearts focused on the Word of God. That is the only stabilizing factor that's available to humanity today. All other is sinking ground, shifting sand, changing daily. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22 says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. That is the word of the Lord. That's why Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 8, verse 31, What shall we then say to these things? Talking about these things that are happening. If God be for us, who can be against us? Russia, no. The far left, no, not really. We are safe and secure in the arms of Jesus Christ. And we find that safety and that security in the Word of God. That's how we understand and know God in in our lives, in the fullness of our heart, by just staying close to His Word. So what shall we say then to these things? To repeat, if God be for us, who can be against us? Let me talk a little bit about the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court. In times of uncertainty, when there are issues that other courts in our land have not been able to decide on, or if it seems to merit another look at a case, whatever that may be, it ends up before the Supreme Court of the United States. That is, as you know, the highest, the most powerful and influential and impactful court in the land. That's why it's important as to who's on the Supreme Court and what they believe. What is their worldview? I think that's what some of the Republicans, some of the conservatives were trying to get to. I don't think they were showboating. I think they were very sincere. They were asking questions that this candidate, this nominee, didn't want to answer because she knew the answer wasn't acceptable to millions of Americans. And it isn't. This nominee, Jackson, is a profile of the personal and professional conflict that progressive ideology creates wherever it goes, whether it's about the environmental, whether it's about human sexuality, whether it's about truth being relative, your truth, my truth, their truth, nothing is absolute truth. It doesn't matter what the left touches. And I'm not, this is not about them personally, it's about their worldview and how it impacts a culture. Whatever they touch, whomever they are, If they hold to these leftist views, they destroy it. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Because there is no constant, there is no absolute in their worldview. 
Everything is changing, evolving, and therefore it gives them the opportunity to take control and play the role of God. That's where we are today in our culture. A woman who will sit on the Supreme Court of the United States, if confirmed, she probably will be. The Democrats have the majority. They have the votes if no Democrats defect, and they probably won't. But this woman cannot or will not even answer the question, what is a woman? Senator Blackburn continued to press her. She's a Republican from Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. She continued to press her about it, not trying to be just mean. She wanted an answer. I don't know Senator Blackburn, but I've paid attention to her for a number of years. I've watched what she says and how she says it. I think she has a good heart. I believe she's a Christian. She says she is. She's certainly a conservative. But Blackburn asked Jackson if the term was too controversial and unclear for her to provide a definition. Jackson said that, quote, My role as a judge is to address disputes about a definition and make a final decision after reviewing the controversy. Blackburn then said, Senator Blackburn, she said, the fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. Just last week, Blackburn said, an entire generation of young girls watched as our taxpayer-funded institutions permitted a biological man to compete and beat a biological woman in the NCAA swimming championships. The senator asked what message transgender swimmer Leah Thomas, that's, that's a guy who's changed his name to Leah, and he's competing against women, sports, in swimming in particular. The senator asked the message about, about Leah Thomas' victory, what, it, what the message is to girls. Jackson replied that the topic has been hotly discussed, and I cannot discuss it because it will probably reach the Supreme Court. It was a complete exercise of evasion from beginning to end. She is a far-left, radical, leftist activist, and she's trying to hide it. And America needs to know, but there's nothing we can do at this point. God can change it at this point. The vote hasn't been taken, but we can't, because the Democrats are in, are in, the, in the majority. That's why elections matter. I hear too many Christians often say, well, you know, I'm not going to get involved in politics. You are involved in politics. The world we live in, in our world, thankfully, is politics. While there's a lot of crime and it's growing and it's a problem and it's something we talk about from time to time and should, but we don't fight out our every battle in the streets in war like some countries do. And believe me, they do. I've been there. I've seen it firsthand. But we do fight out our differences through politics, through the election. And that's why Christians have got to be involved in this, because this is serious stuff. These people that are seizing power and control, and in this case, a lifetime appointment to the highest court in the land, they are so contrary to what any normal conservative person would believe and certainly biblical Christians. It cannot be overstated. And then they claim to be Christian in their beliefs. 
So Senator Blackburn was pressing on this. She said, what is, what is the message to this? The Supreme Court nominee answer? She said, well, I, this is going to come before the court. I can't talk about that. <laughs> Both Senator Blackburn and Senator Cruz was all over this, and others were as well. But I, I noticed they particularly kind of led the pack. They asked her about serving on the board of the Georgetown uh, Day School. She's on the board of this school in, in D.C., which uses critical race theory teaching materials, wondering if she thought it was that would be a conflict. Specifically, Senator Blackburn asked Jackson if she believed schools should allow children to choose their gender. The nominee refused to comment on the matter. She said, I, I can't talk about that. <laughs> so you can take that as a yes. The assault on our vulnerable children in public and now private schools as well. Regarding human sexuality, it's serving as a wake-up call to Americans, I hope, to all parents. I believe it is, of all per- political persuasions. This trend, this issue of, of the attack on our children, confusing them to the point of some of them are committing suicide because they're so confused by public education and now private education. And this woman buys into that, and that's why she was nominated. Secondly, first of all, she was nominated because she's black. Joe Biden has said that since the primary election campaign. But I'll tell you, the assault on our vulnerable children in public and private schools, it's too much. And we should not and cannot tolerate any more of it. We've got to take charge of this somehow, and it's through the ballot. It's not through violence. Matt Walsh. He was debating a non-binary. I mean, these terms are out there. I spend a lot of time in preparation for this program, and and I, I look at a lot of news. I mean, I consume more than I normally would if I wasn't doing this daily program that originates live about such things. And I'll tell you, there's terms that, I mean, I keep saying these new terms. I don't even know what they mean. I find out. But, I mean, this thing is just expanding. It's like crazy. It's like I mean, there's moments when you take a step back and you say, do these people really believe this? But they're caught up in a spirit. It's a spirit of the age, and it's a spiritual matter as far as I'm concerned. It's rebellion, ultimately, bottom line, rebellion against God. It's the same thing that put Satan out of heaven, Lucifer, into his current role. There's this this burning desire to take over as almighty God in our personal lives and everyone else's life as well. And that's what this is about. It's shaking one's fist in the face of God and saying, no, God, there is not male and female, as you say in your word. There are all kinds of variations of that. It's LGBTQIA plus two. I mean, I'm not making this up. And our government, the most powerful nation founded on Christian principles in America, in the world, are with a straight face saying, oh, yes, we need to reorder our culture. We need to change our education. We need to cut the parents out of the role because they don't understand. And little six-year-old Jamie comes up and says, I'm kind of feeling like a girl today. Okay, let's put you right over here in this class. We'll show you, well, you, maybe you are a girl. I'm not overstating. 
So Matt Walsh, he has a, a podcast, Daily Wire podcast. He's a host on that. He follow, he's followed by quite a few conservatives. He debated this non-binary. I guess that means they're nothing or everything. I don't know what. But anyway, uh, they were on uh, Dr. Phil on Wednesday, yesterday. Walsh joined Addison and Ethan. They're two, the two non-binaries, and they're a quote-unquote married couple. Uh, they were debating the issues to uh, about gendered bathrooms and differentiation between biological sex and gender identity and pronouns and all this kind of thing. Addison described sex as our biological makeup, while he said gender is between the ears. So it's all what you think. What you think is truth. That's what they're saying about this. Walsh uh, called the couple's claims on gender total nonsense. And I was glad that he was honest about it. And he was. He's pretty straightforward. He, he said it's total nonsense defining sex as biological and gender as a linguistic term. He argued that the proponents of gender ideology cannot define basic gendered terms such as man or woman. He's right. We had an example of that. I've just been talking about it on the Supreme Court nomination hearing. He said, when a four-year-old boy, Walsh said this, when a four-year-old boy comes to you and says, oh, I'm a girl, here's a good follow-up question. What is a girl? Ask him what he means. What do you mean by a girl? And when you ask him that, here's what he'll tell you, Walsh said. He will tell you that what he really means is that he wants to do some things that that girls do, like play with a dollhouse or he likes to color pink. Walsh says, that's fine, play with a dollhouse, but you're still a boy. (laughs) This is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology that is no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't because that might come before the Supreme Court. Walsh says, I can tell you what it is. Well, I can too. It's really easy. Webster says it's an adult female. That's right. That's exactly what it is. A woman is an adult female. A girl is a young, not yet adult, pre-adult female. People are getting sick and tired of this nonsense. It's not enabling. It's not helpful. It's not compassionate to lead these kids down this road to destruction. And that's exactly what's happening. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, whatever you may think of him, and some conservatives like him and some don't, but he is a growing presence in on this and other issues like it. He's the Republican governor of Florida. He's trying to right the ship after Sarasota native and Olympic silver medalist Emma Wyant. That, this is who Senator Blackburn was talking about in this hearing. Emma Wyant came in second place to transgender competitor Leah Thomas in last week's 500-yard freestyle event of the Women's Swimming and Diving Championships, the NCAA. On Tuesday of this week, DeSantis said during the press conference he will sign a proclamation declaring Wyant instead of Thomas, the winner of the NCAA competition. No, he can't change that. He doesn't rule over NCAA. But in Florida, he said she's going to be the champion because she is the women's champion. He said, if you look at what the NCAA has done by allowing basically men to compete in women's athletics, in this case, the swimming, you had the number one woman who finished was from Sarasota and then Wyant. She won the 
silver medal. I'm quoting the, the governor here. She's been an absolute superstar her whole career. She trains, I mean, to compete at the level is very, very difficult. You don't just roll out of bed and do it. That takes grit. That takes determination. She's been an absolute superstar. She had the fastest time of any woman in college athletics. Now the NCAA, he says, is basically taking efforts to destroy women's athletics. They're trying to undermine the integrity of the competition, crowning somebody else the women's champion, and we think that's wrong. The governor tweeted this, and he was really worked up about this. He has he has children of his own, young children. Uh, I think at least one or two of them are, are girls. He's very sensitive about this. Then he tweeted this. He said, by allowing men to compete in women's sports, the NCAA is destroying opportunities for women, making a mockery of its championships and perpetuating a fraud. In Florida, he said, we reject these lies and recognize Sarasota's Emma Wyatt as the best women swimmer in the 500-yard freestyle. So true. Natasha Ward's an actor on Disney. Oh, the Disney-owned uh, ABC TV series, Station 19. It's, I guess, a very popular show. I haven't seen it, but it's on ABC stations, um, like the, your local station. Anyway, she's kind of the the star, I guess, or one of the people on there. She's well-known. Anyway, she uh, posted a comment on Instagram defending biological women uh, in the midst of this debate. She said, when your truth trumps the truth, and forces me to pretend that it's not a lie, we have a very real problem. She went on. She said, supporting trans freedom, she wrote, does not mean it's okay to violate the rights of biological women. She also wrote, pretending that trans women are not men who have a biological advantage and therefore place an undue burden on biological women, it's make-believe and it's not science nor fact. Later on, she added again, she still was pretty worked up about this. She said, in the long run, women will have to take illegal substances in order to beat men identifying as women in women's sports. Her actor friends and colleagues immediately turned on her publicly and just destroyed her, assaulted her on social media. There's no room for discussion in these matters. So when somebody stands up and tells you America has got to come together, we've just got to come together. We're not going to come together as long as people believe in stuff because we are so far apart in this nation. Only God can heal where we are in this situation. And I believe with all my heart he can because he can heal hearts. He can change minds. He can transform lives. He can, he can help people to become what they cannot become on their own. I've seen it in my life of ministry, but I will tell you, this whole idea of coming together is usually the voice of the left asking you to cave in to the beliefs of the left, which are contrary to the Word of God. They stand in absolute defiance of God's Word. I don't have time today, but I was going to tell you a story of a little girl in California, Southern California, thought she was gay one day, thought she was something else, whatever. Teachers took her aside, counseled her, took her to a private LGBTQ club meeting on the school. She was 13. She got so confused, she went out and committed suicide. Maybe I'll tell that story another day, but it just happened recently in Arcadia. But I will tell you, we are destroying lives. It matters what one believes and what one thinks. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for your support. We need it. 
Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.